0: Hello, hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. Hello welcome, welcome back, whichever it is, whether you have been here for the last three years or the last three seconds, I am so excited to have you here. In case you are new, I'm Eden Schrader, your host. I am a destination wedding photographer turned business coach, and now I get to help hundreds and thousands of creatives and photographers like yourself scale their businesses and build beautiful companies that allow them to build beautiful lives, which that's kind of the premise of everything here is that you have a beautiful life outside of your business, which leads me to the most exciting intro ever. Just kidding. It's not actually. However, this intro is going to be short because this is an automation. Um, I practice what I preach, you guys, and I love having a beautiful life outside of my business. And for me personally, the way that manifests is I love kind of like taking my summers off. Like I love being able to Just kind of vacation, kind of feel like I did when I was a kid and I had summers off. Obviously, I can't do that completely, but I try to clock out during the summer as much as possible. So what this looks like is minimal new content created. We don't take on any new one-on-one offerings. I just work with my becoming clients and girls, and it's lovely. And so in the honor of taking my summers off and living the Eden Schrader ways, I Will not be recording new podcast episodes. So I'm actually really excited because we are going to be revisiting some of our top 10 biggest podcast episodes ever from like the first year and a half, which was a year and a half ago. And that's so insane. I cannot believe the podcast has been here for nearly three years. So each week this summer, you are going to be able to listen to either a podcast episode you haven't heard in over a year and a half, or maybe you've never heard it. And you should because there are reason. there is a reason why they are in our top 10. So I'm incredibly excited for each day for us to dive into one of these iconic episodes. And you will find links for everything that we're doing sharing, keeping up with, freebies, all of that good stuff, as always, in the show notes. And I would love if you came and followed along on Instagram. That's where I'm going to be sharing my summer with you, what I'm doing, what our automations look like, and much more. So I'm excited. I hope you take a page out of my book and you automate some things, you repurpose some things, and you take some of the summer off. I love you guys. I mean it. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. I am stoked. Today we have the one, the only India Earl on the podcast. She needs no introduction, but in case you don't know who she is, India is a photographer turned educator and she has mentored small businesses all over the world to create freedom and passion in their everyday running their businesses in a way that feels true to them. She is based out of Salt Lake City and specializes in photographing portraits of couples and small weddings and elopements in the West. I feel like I for sure, nope, that I butchered the end of that, but we're just going to roll with it. You India, did great. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, have I ever read before in my whole life? Why am I capable of reading people's bios? Oh, no, this is great. You did great. Oh gosh, that was the most like broken English blast, but thank you, India, for being on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm stoked. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited because I feel like, I mean, okay, obviously everyone knows who you are. You like are the biggest deal in the industry, but I feel like I met you, a, like I met you at, I think we met at Evolve once, like really quick yeah. in passing. Um, yeah. It was like a conference. I spoke out really fast. I know you were there like all weekend, but I feel like I didn't really like meet you, meet you until Kinsey's retreat earlier this year.
1: Yeah, for sure which
0: was so fun. Yeah. Which was the best. Oh my gosh. I feel like I've talked about Kinsey's retreat like 20 times already on this podcast because it was just the most magical thing. Um, But yeah, I feel like I met you there. And so it was like kind of, I mean, it was a work retreat technically, but it was so like spiritual and fun that I feel like it was less talking about our businesses. So I'm just so excited to like learn more about you and like your whole story and like all that good stuff. Yeah.
1: Sweet. I'm stoked. Let's get into it.
0: Okay. So I would love to know, okay. Cause you're, how old are you? Are you 25, 24, 25? Yeah. 25. Yep. Okay, cool. So I, yeah, I was like, I swear that we're like the same age. So how did you get into the industry? Cause I think you've been doing it. You started like younger, right? I think yeah. I'm actually, I'm just going to let you explain it instead of like throwing out my <laughs> weird assumptions, like no, from the correct, internet. Um, but yes, yeah, so when, <laughs> When did you get started? How did you get started? Have you always kind of had this passion for photography, or like how did this kind of evolve?
1: Kind yeah, like yeah, yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) ever since I was like a kid, I knew I wanted to grow up and like be like do something with like a creative emphasis or be some, like just be involved with the arts in some way. Like I remember being like five years old and being like, when I grow up, I want to decorate cakes for a living or like be a tattoo artist or like just do something that has an art emphasis in it. And, um, then when I was like 14 years old, I found my mom's like point and shoot camera and I started just taking photos of like, I don't know, freaking blades of grass and fence posts. Like we all start out with
0: Mm -hmm. and,
1: um, it just kind of slowly evolved. I eventually got like a DSLR and like the moment when I like saw that the background was blurry of my grass blade photos, I was like, Oh, like (laughs) I'm an artist. And so after that, I really got into like, at that time, like Flickr and Pic like the picnic editing app and like Tumblr and like that stuff was really big. And so I dove head first into that I did like tons of like self-portrait projects. Um, which is kind of how I learned how to like use my camera, use manual, um, and yeah, just like learn general photography stuff. I did that for like a year, like exclusive. We were I for every single day I went out and shot a photo, which is like, like really great that. for like a kid to learn. Yeah. And then, um, I started like slowly having people ask me to do like family photos, senior photos, like little kids photos, whatever. And I just started doing that. Cause my mom was like, you need to get a job, make your own money. And I was like, well, I'm just going to do photography cuz this is working and people are coming to me and willing
0: to pay me $20 for a session. Hell oh, yeah. Oh heck yeah. When you're yeah. like I remember being a teenager and getting like yeah, 50 bucks and I just remember being like I am rich. Like, like I'm rolling in it. Am I the 1% who's to say? Like it feels like so much money.
1: <laughs> like I have a thriving business getting yes. yeah, $50 for a shoot. Oh, I think sure. my first wedding I shot when I was either 15 or 16. I think 16 and Um, I think I charged like $300 for the wedding. And like, at that time I was like, wow, they're really overpaying me. And honestly, considering like the quality of work that I delivered, it was, but (laughs) it was like a lot of money at the time. Oh yeah. But yeah, like I started shooting weddings. Yeah. When I was like 15, 16, I think. Um, and I just like fell in love with it. Like with like shooting families and kids, I was like, I can do it, but I don't like it at all. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, I don't know, shooting couples, something just like clicked and I really, really loved it. And so I just started like kind of pursuing that more and more. And then I graduated high school when I was 17 and I went to college and tried, I was like one of those people that like changed their major every semester. (laughs) I was like psychology, nutrition, marketing, graphic design, photography. Like I went all over and I went for two and a half years before I finally decided, I was like, I'm going to take just, I'm not going to drop out, but I'm going to take a semester off and just focus on it's always had photography. Starts. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. All downhill from there. But, <laughs> um, yeah, then I, uh, yeah, I took a semester off just to see what it would be like if I invested all my time into just photography. And that year my business like blew up, like it just went so well. So I obviously never went back to school, but like that, like that was when I was 19 and cool. from then on, I've just been like kind of running with it and like kind of refining my business more and more every single year. So I've been full-time for six years now, I guess. Um, but it's literally been the only job I've ever <laughs>
0: had. So. I love yeah. that. Oh, I feel like that's what's so cool about you is I've been following you forever. And I feel like, I mean, yeah, it's no secret. And I want to talk about this a little bit more later, but you started such a like distinct style i feel like in the industry that was very specific and i feel like that is what draws so many people to you and so i i already had like such an idea of your work because i mean i only did meet you kind of recently and yeah. i feel like when i did meet you your personality like you just were exactly what I thought you would be based on your work like you're so your personality (laughs) is so similar to your work which I like love because I think it's so weird when you meet someone well not weird but it's just like shocking when you like meet someone a photographer and then they're so different than their style and you're like isn't that weird come from yeah I'm like you're like you
1: you created that like that's so random yeah yeah
0: but you're like so similar to your work and your personality and style and brand all flow like so seamlessly together So when you first started, because again, I feel like you really like pioneered a very distinct style in the industry. How did you, do you feel like you used your personal life and like interests as inspiration when pursuing this style or like, how did you kind of go about finding this like new, very like moody, intimate, emotional style that like, I feel like when you first started, it wasn't really a thing. I feel like you kind of were like one of the people that Mm. pioneered it.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, yeah. So going back, like, I mean, I started when I was super young, like the industry was so different back then. Like the community over competition thing was just so far from (laughs) like, that was just not a thing. (laughs) And, uh, I don't know. I feel like I just really had to like learn everything on my own. Um, so I think that kind of helped because I didn't have a ton of reference points. Like I did do the thing for, I think until I was about 20, actually, where I would just look at like the photographer's work that I really like, that I admire that I was like, Oh, they're successful. They figured it out. I must like, if they've got it figured out, I'm going to try and like copy their formula of like how they shoot, how they edit, how they create whatever. And then it should like make me successful too. Right. And so I did the thing where I was just kind of like creating like like imitating other people's work and like creating a weaker version of like what the original source was. And like that, like worked, like kind of like trying to chase the trends and things like that. Like it kept my like style afloat. But until I got to the point where I was like, okay, like this, I feel like so much is being forced, like what would feel more natural. And for me, like, as soon as I started like getting clients that I felt like I was connecting with that like got me and trusted me it like just opened up this space where i could like feel like i really got to know them for who they are and like be able to document their story in a way that felt true to them rather than just doing like a couple shoot for them or just shooting a wedding for them like it was about them and their story and not trying to like put them into like this box of like how I know how to shoot. And so when I feel like I kind of took myself out of the picture and just focused on them and the connection and like getting to know them, That's when my work really turned around and it definitely took like me figuring out how to market and like get people to hire me that like, just trust me right off the bat. Cause that was a really big deal for me, especially because I started so young. Like I remember being 17 years old, shooting weddings and like the mother of the bride hovering over my shoulder the entire day, telling me Mm -hmm. how to do my job. Like I could never create good work in that circumstance. And so for me, like I was, I kind of got to the point where I was like, no matter what, I only want clients that are going to trust me and like, give me that creative of freedom and yeah from there I feel like the style just naturally evolved I'd also stop looking at like other people's work like if I was like scrolling and I saw a photo that I was like oh I want to like recreate that I would like try and pause and be like okay but like why like what about it like what's the feeling is it the composition is it this and just taking like an element of like the things that I'm inspired by and then trying to infuse it in my own way into my work rather than just like flat out copying someone's image or yeah, like putting my own spin on it, like actually just getting to the root of being like, what does make up my style? Like, is it like this type of negative space? Is it these colors? Is it this lighting? Is it this like, you know, wide lens, super close up, like getting very specific with myself so that way I could like further like the like technical side of my style as well.
0: Ooh, I'm obsessed with that. I think that's always like one of my favorite things. That's actually, like, something I talk about a lot in my artistic coaching is that, like, picking apart images that you Mm -hmm. love is, like, I think the best thing you can do to push your style because, like, you said, you're able to grab onto, like, little technical factors that you're attracted to and then incorporate them into your work in your own way. So. Mm -hmm something that like sticks out to me with your work a ton, I know you talked about a little bit is like the connection. Like you have such, your images feel so raw and personal to your couples. So are you like, cause I don't think of you as an extrovert. I like, I mean, I don't know you well (laughs) enough to like identify your like personality, but like, tell me what that, like, are you kind of extroverted? Like, how was that? How did you kind of like dip your toe into having such like emotional, raw, Moments and like experiences with your couples. Do you feel like that's like a natural part of your personality?
1: Yeah, I feel like I have something about me that I I have a knack for making people comfortable. Um,
0: <laughs> it does have to amazing. start. I love that. Like it's a gift. That, yeah,
1: it does have to start with that space of just kind of like me feeling like validated enough knowing that like they do trust me like (laughs) i'm like Mm. one of those people that needs validation all the time from everyone all around me (laughs) and i definitely (laughs) need that in my work so if i can tell that like when someone reaches out and they're just like we just want like you for you rather than being like oh well like we're looking at other photographers too like i don't know i feel like i got to a point where i was like i need that like security and validation and then from there it's just like i feel like showing up with that confidence to a shoot and everything like people are going to reflect whatever energy you put out there um at shoots and things like that that's something i teach a lot about in like my posing course but i talk about or like yeah when i show up to a shoot i just try and like show up with like the most like open like raw vulnerable like just light-hearted energy because to like to me I don't really have a ton. Like when I look at my work, I don't have a ton of consistencies other than like the emotion. And Mm -hmm. so I want people to feel like it's just like, there's no pressure. They can just be whatever they want. They can just goof off and we can, yeah, just like dick around, I guess the whole time. And like, there's no pressure. Like, let's just make it fun. And about them, it doesn't need to look any certain way. And I feel like I've gotten really good at communicating that to my clients over the years. And it's like been something that I feel like for them, it just kind of like takes a weight off their shoulders and they can just be themselves. They don't have to like worry about like, being models or like having the photos turn out any specific way. And I feel like by showing up with that and like showing up with like my confidence and just like openness and like lightheartedness, that's always going to be reflected back into my work and into my couple's photos.
0: I love that. Okay. I didn't plan on this question but I'd love to ask it anyway. Do you have a way, because I love that you said that you want your couples to just be themselves and like not worry about being models. And I feel like that's always people's number one concern when they get in front of the camera. How do you like set your clients at ease? Do you feel like it's kind of just like a relationship from hiring you? Like they straight out the gate just kind of know that they need to chill or like, do you have a way of really making sure your clients are at ease and they're comfortable just like, Being themselves with the camera in their face because I feel like that's always like what it is is like once the camera's in their face they like freeze and they're unsure like they just I don't know and I've done it too when I get my photo taken I'm like do I even know who I am how do I normally act I don't (laughs) know I
1: feel like a worm in front of the camera yes I'm like
0: why haven't I ever like walked normal before like what is going on
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's like a pretty big process for me because I also like, I used to try and like really develop a relationship with my clients like before the shoot and that was good, but it became like too time consuming, too energy draining for me. And so I kind of set up a system. So that way, like from like the copy on my website to like, questionnaires sent out before the shoot to like having calls and things like that with my clients and like just trying to be thoughtful towards them and like treat them the way I treat my friends. Like a lot of the lead up is a part of that. And Then, like, yeah, I mean, like, once we're actually there shooting, like, I feel like there's – it's just all about, like, reading their energy and kind of reading what they need in their body language and just being able to be really, really flexible around them and not trying to, like, force your process or, like, your list of however many poses you – like would go through at a shoot on them. Like, I think it's very much about just like listening to them and being very, very present. So that way it's like, it feels true to them rather than like you just like putting them in a couple session setting. And that's something, I mean, I'm not trying to plug anything, but like, if people do want to learn more about that, that's literally my entire posing workshop. Like I break every single part of that process down. So that way it's just like really natural. And you can like, I don't know. Cause I think that is like one of the hardest things that I think a lot of people struggle with is getting clients to like actually open up in front of them. But it's like, Mm -hmm. how would you possibly do that? If like you don't establish a relationship before you like actually meet up to shoot for like that hour or whatever, like how do you create that connection? So that way when they get there, it's already like that safe space for them to just like be themselves, you know? So a lot of it is like the prep work in my opinion.
0: I love that. And I feel like that's something that definitely doesn't get talked enough about in the industry is like it's a a personalized experience from beginning to end Mm. like it shouldn't only be the one hour you're with them in the shooting or like while you're shooting like that's there's no way they can open up and be vulnerable when you just met them and you're only together for an hour um that's so cool I love that and I feel like I've seen that evolve so much in your work um and Okay. So I kind of want to go, I'm like, my thoughts are all over. I have so many questions. I love too. it. Um, <laughs> but I know we kind of talked about, even when I started, I've been full-time hmm, like four and a half years now. So less than you, but I, I remember when I started, the industry was just so different. It's changed so much. I feel like in like the last three or four years, specifically the industry. Oh yeah. Especially so in Utah, much. it's like cutthroat. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So Utah's wild. Yeah, Whenever I try <laughs> to explain Utah to people, I'm like, actually, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Where start to begin. It <laughs> is crazy. Um, But the industry was so different. It was very specific. I feel like there was like, you know, film photographers and like classic photographers. And yeah. those were kind of the only two styles that we were seeing. There wasn't a lot of community over competition, like we talked about. So did you have like Do you feel like you faced any opposition or like doubts when beginning to build a style that had never really been seen before? Like, or you just, I mean, you might just be the most confident person ever and that's fine. Maybe you're like, no, I never had a single doubt, but if you did, how did you kind of like work through that? Like bringing forth a business and style that hadn't really been pioneered yet and like dealing with an industry that wasn't really that diverse nor like welcoming,
1: Right. I mean, it's hard because like at the time I feel like I was just kind of like figuring out, like I, 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 I mean, okay. I still feel like this sometimes where I'm like, am I creating just like something that I think people want to see? Or am I creating something that I actually like want to just create just to create Mm -hmm. like, and so I think for me, one of the main things that was really hard to overcome was feeling like I like get, like having the permission to like kind of step outside the box and like being like, are my clients going to be okay with this? Like, am I going to like meet and exceed their expectations? Like, and there were definitely times where I was like, man, I feel like I need to just like revert back to like what I know, like kind of like the basic photography stuff that I know, like posing and lighting and stuff like that. But like, I started to just like slowly like let myself branch out for the last like 10 minutes of every single session i was like okay like i can give them everything that they want and then like give myself 10 minutes to just experiment um, at every single one of my sessions. And then I started to see that those were like people's favorite photos. And again, back to the validation thing, I was like, <laughs> Oh, okay, I can do that now. And so I started to just like infuse that more and more. So really it was like a super slow process. Like my style, I feel like I'm still really refining. Like how I was saying, I, I still feel like that sometimes I'm like, what is like stepping outside the box to me? Where am I like just staying in my comfort zone? Like, cause I feel like I do that a lot of shoots now. I'm just like, so comfortable with like the way I've been shooting for so long that it's almost like okay like what what's next like how do I evolve this even more um and I start to yeah get like a little bit more uncomfortable again because I'm like I want my clients to be happy I also don't want to like try something and disappoint myself but Mm -hmm. it's hard because it's like how are you going to evolve unless you like try stuff you know so I think it's just getting yourself out of that mind that headspace and just like giving yourself permission to experiment and like fail and stuff like that and being okay with it and giving yourself grace
0: I love that yeah I think well I feel like there's never going to be some pinnacle of our photography right like it's always being refined it's always improving it's always like growing shifting and changing I feel like that's the beauty in it like it'd be so boring to yeah perfect your art and then just be like this is it forever <laughs> like, we're just yeah. done trying new things and I think that's like I love the 10 minute rule that's like how I started too is just at the end of every yeah. 10 or end of every session I'd do like 10 to 20 minutes where I was like okay we're just gonna get weird and I hope they like them and like, <laughs> yeah. I hope they don't hate me after and like yeah. yeah I feel like the validation of couples like loving the stuff that you capture during that time is so amazing and then you can build a portfolio like strictly on that yeah, um exactly. well And your work really has, again, I'm like, you just relaunched today too. Like a whole new kind of look for you, right? Congrats. Yeah,
1: thanks. Yeah, I'm like, I've always wanted like really timeless branding and stuff. And I'm like really happy to finally have it because I'm like one of those people that would like switch their website and their branding like every six months until like now.
0: (laughs) So I love it. it. No, it's so timeless. It's so clean. And I feel like that's such another cool way to like push yourself is branding and to like change your perspective on things so I would love to know like where you're at now you're obviously like you're years deep in your career you've like I know there's no such thing as like perfecting your art, but you're obviously very close. And how do you keep, um, oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, How do you keep um, like pushing yourself to try new things? Like how do you have like any like tips, tricks, exercises that you kind of do to keep pushing yourself as a creative? Cause like you said, and I know we all feel this way sometimes, it's so easy to get in a rhythm of our business and to like get comfy doing things a particular way, shooting a particular way. I know I've like left sessions before and been like, why did I run through that? Like a whole routine? Like, how did I, I didn't try anything outside of like my norm. How do you keep pushing yourself to try new things and to keep like evolving your craft?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like for me, what I've learned over the years is like pushing and pushing is not what i need. <laughs> so i feel like a, like the biggest challenge for me is like dialing things back and like just kind of like getting in tune with myself and being like okay like what's lighting me up what's like dragging or like making me you know dread doing like little everyday things for my business or like what, are, what makes me want to procrastinate and like getting really, really specific with myself on like things, not only in my business, but also my personal life. And then trying to like actually find solutions and like make changes. And I kind of mentioned that at the beginning of this episode is like, every year I feel like I've just gone through and like continue to refine my business more and more. Um, like at the beginning I was like really pushing to like grow it and like make it big and, you know, do all these things. And like, I don't know, I finally got to a point where I was like, man, like I got my business to a point where it's like considered successful, but I feel horrible all the time. Mm -hmm. And I had to like have the To me, it was like the biggest challenge was like dialing everything back and like downscaling what I was doing and like kind of redefining like what success meant to me. Um, And just kind of like, yeah, getting in tune with myself and figuring out how to like make my work revolve around my life rather than vice versa Um, and and infusing like my personal life into my work life. So I felt like I had more freedom, I guess
0: is that, does that answer your question? Ooh, yeah. I'd love to know more. Yeah, no, that was a great answer. I loved it. Um, I'd love to know more on like, how did you kind of infuse your personal life with your work? Like, what did that look like for you?
1: I think for me, it was mostly just being like, okay, like these are the things that I value the most. Like, how can I continue to like bring that into my business? So like for me, like friends and my dogs are like my top two priorities most of the time. And so like an example of that was like, okay, like my friends always have weekends off. Like I'm going to make it. So I always have two weekends off every single month, even during peak wedding season. Like I like, that's a boundary I'm going to set for myself. Or like if, there's a trip that's going to take me like too far away from my dogs for too long. Mm -hmm. I just say no to it. And I just trust that like another job will come along so I can like stay closer to them, like little things like that. So that way I'm still like keeping my priorities straight and not letting like work, like overrun my life because I've been there before. Like I used to be such a workaholic because I love my job. Like even if I didn't make money, like this is still exactly what I'd be doing. <laughs>
0: like, mm-hmm. Which if money is was like just how like, it should be. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so
1: just doing little things like that. And then again, like going back to just like really like attracting the people that I feel like in real life I would be friends with to hire me because that just makes the whole process so much easier and more comfortable for me, which makes it so I can make the best work that I possibly can. So just like always like, kind of refining like copy on my website, making sure it's like very reflective of like me as a person rather than me as a photographer. I think a lot of people on their websites like really try and show up as like a photographer, a professional, a business, like whatever. But I just try and show up as myself. And I feel like by doing that, I get people that like, I actually end up having really awesome close friendships with after like, you know, working with them and um, photographing them and everything like that. And so I feel like there's just like a really good like amount of crossover of like my work life and my personal life, but also I still have like all those boundaries in place. So that way, like I'm preserving my energy and my time for the things that matter more.
0: I, Oh, I love that so much. And I think that's one of my, favorite things about the industry right now is that there really is like no wrong way of doing things because like you said people feel like they need to show up in this really professional format which is great if that's like the type of clients you want like I have friends who are like really fancy professional film photographers and like the clients they hire are just like them they're like very professional like clean cut people and that that like relationship is so perfect for their business. And then like vice versa, if you want more of like a chill, open, intimate client experience, then like you need to be putting forth those things through every aspect of your business. So I love that. I think that's such a, like you're such a good example of just doing exactly like what feels best for you and that reflecting really well, like in your client base. Yeah. Thank you. I love that. So, okay. So as you're like Making the I freaking love to that you like won't take trips far away from your dog because that's the most relatable oh, no. <laughs> relatable <laughs> thing. I'm like every oh. time I leave Cora, I'm like, this is the saddest day of my life. I'm oh, like, she yeah. doesn't know where you know I know am. that they're just
1: thinking about you the whole yes. time. Like I'm
0: I swear every time I come home from a long trip, I'm
1: like, you guys thought I was dead for sure. So Honestly. and like I have an elderly or a senior dog. I
0: always call her elderly.
1: She's such a grand so dog. I'm, like, I love I want to be here as much as I can while she's just like like in her final years, you know, so.
0: Oh, I love that, and I think that's such a good thing. Like, I love that you said that you wanted work to revolve around your life and not life around work. I think that especially in the beginning of your career, it's so easy, like you said, to, like, kind of get stuck in the hustle, and I know I mm-hmm. had, like, a year or two like that where literally, like, all I did was work. I had no life. There wasn't even, like, <laughs> a life to <laughs> to manage. It was literally just work, and it's so draining, and it's so, like, not productive for you as a human I feel like it's impossible to like be your best self when everything is work so I love those like rules and kind of structuring your business around that um so with where you're at now you just did like this brand new awesome classic branding you're like moving forward with that you're doing education what's kind of like inspiring you right now like where is india earl headed in the industry like photography wise education wise like all the things where are you kind of finding your inspiration right now
1: ooh i feel like for me especially after like everything that's happened this year it's really just like made me realize that i am a portrait photographer. I'm, I'm a good wedding photographer. Like I'm, I, yeah, I can do it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I love portraits and I'm so much better at just like doing a couple session than like showing up and doing a full wedding day. So for me, I'm kind of like, I'm, I don't know if that's like a permanent thing, but I'm just going to lean into that. And I'm just going to, just try and focus on being like a couple's portrait photographer and taking like a few elopements and small weddings here and there in between. But like, really, I just am like, okay, like I've been trying to be this like wedding photographer for so long. I'm like, de- I'm good at it, whatever, but like it's not lighting me up as much as sessions. And mm. especially with like the state of the world, like, I know I can pretty much consistently rely on being able to work if I am doing just couple sessions rather than like full on weddings and having to reschedule. Yeah. And and so it's just nice because I feel like I feel a lot of security and like pursuing that and like putting more emphasis there rather than like spreading myself between like so many different things. So I'm just trying to like, yeah, figure out like exactly what I want to like put emphasis on, which is probably like anniversaries and maternity. Like I love shooting couples that are, have been married already. Um, and are like more settled into each other and their lives. So kind of like working in that direction, photography wise. And then with my education business, it's just like been growing and I'm so excited about it. Like it's been fun to like, kind of connect and work with other creatives in the community and like help them, I guess, just, give them a platform to like share what they have to teach on. And it's just Mm. nice because I feel like it's just making it more and more accessible for everyone to like kind of uplevel their businesses and figure out like what works for them rather than like having to feel the pressure of like putting thousands and thousands into going to like an in-person workshop. If that's just like not realistic for them, like taking time away from family or like, you know, money or like the state of the world and stuff like that, traveling, whatever. And so it's just nice to kind of like figure out how to make that more and more accessible. And like, especially right now, when I feel like so many people need community and like need a way to connect, that's just been like a really nice place to like put my energy and focus into, um, just to, yeah, have that feeling of community, even though we're all like so far apart.
0: right Yeah. Oh my gosh. I yeah. feel like. The idea of online community was already so important. And then after this year, I literally feel like my little online community is like my family. <laughs> like yeah. I'm just like I, feel like I know them all so well now, especially after this year. Like it's it's such an important time and such a like crucial time to have a little community online. And I love thinking of it as like a community community, wow, instead of like an audience. I feel like that's yeah. such a beautiful shift, is that you're more I don't know. I feel like that's how it used to be is it we, we were all kind of like screaming into the void on our social medias, like, and just yeah. kind of projecting towards an audience. And now it's more of a community. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a perfect segue into my next one, which is that you obviously have like a huge community. And yeah, like your following is <laughs> insane. And I think that is one of the things that has been so cool to watch as you build this huge community. And I, I don't know how to describe it other than this, so sorry if this word isn't the best, but I feel like you have, like, a cult following almost, like (laughs) – you are like worshiped in the industry. Like your following is so loyal. It is like so cool to watch. Like they're, I mean, with like good reason. Cause like you're amazing and your work is incredible, but like they're obsessed with you. Um, do you have, like, how did that happen? Other than obviously like your God-given talent and the fact that like you're amazing, but do you have like advice for growing your following and like community as much as you have? Because- I don't know if I've ever seen such a like loyal community to a business as I have with yours.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, (laughs) I feel like I could talk about this forever, but I think for me, the main thing that I've always just tried to like put at the forefront of my education business and like my community and stuff is like not ever treat, like thinking of myself as like the teacher and then the students, mm-hmm. like I learn so much from my community and like from the people that like take my courses and everything like that. And so to me, it's more like we're teaching and learning together um, oh, I love and that. from each other. And it's not like I'm like some holier than thou person that hasn't figured out because I'm actually just like a worm of a human. A worm. <laughs> I really know what I'm doing, but it's like happening. And I just am like, cool. This is great. And so I'm trying to just always show up. Like, I mean, I show up as the expert, but I'm also feel like I'm always leaving room for growth and for like, to be called out and be like, Hey, like you could do it this way too. And me be like, Oh my gosh, you're right. That's great that there's more than one way to do things. Like, that's awesome. Like, I don't know. I feel like just trying to like be very open and honest with my community and like, feel very like, like relatable and like on the same level so that way they do feel that loyalty towards me I guess like Mm -hmm. I'm like I gotta get their loyalty I feel like it's just like a very natural thing that has come of like me trying to make sure they always feel like listened to and heard and like their voice is like just as important as anyone else's it doesn't matter like what following you have or like where you're at on like in your journey process, whatever, that sounds like such bachelorette talk. Sorry. I just watched the episode last (laughs) night, but yeah, like, I don't know. I guess that to me, that's like where a lot of it has come from is like that core value, like trying to always like have that at the forefront of like my decision-making with my education business.
0: I love that. That's so beautiful. And I think that's yeah. I think that's so important. And one of my favorite things that I can't remember who taught it to me, but actually they probably didn't, weren't like the originator of this thought either, but it's just that like, you're not an expert at things. You're just an expert on your own experiences. And I think that's oh, I like that. so like, that's always what I have to tell myself when doing education to like fight off imposter syndrome. And like, what I yeah. think is so helpful to like learn from other people too, is like, you can only teach on like what you know and like what worked Mm. best for you. And I think that's, I love what you, I love that that's like your motivation and kind of like, I don't know why can't I feel like my brain just blinked on so many words <laughs> what the hell just happened yeah. but like at the foundation of how you pioneer like your education is that like you are teaching based on what you know and what's worked for you and like being open to the fact that like other people have things that work for them and like yeah. being willing to hear those things I think that's so beautiful um Okay. So hand in hand with having like this big following, um, my following is like literally one sixteenth what yours is. And Aww. I know that having like an online presence though, and having a personal life can be so like sticky on the internet. People are so invested. So how do you, and like, we're also like nose deep in our phones all the time. So like having such a large following that's like so invested in you and your life, how do you make sure to like take care of yourself? Like how have you made sure... Like, how do you take care of separating like your personal life from your business where you have, I mean, I know you talked about like having certain rules in your business to kind of make sure that you're prioritizing things that are personally important to you. But like, do you have certain like routines or rules with social media just to like make sure that you're like really taking care of you at the end of the day?
1: I think the only thing really is like
0: limiting what
1: I intake and being very careful about what I intake on social media. So like I really don't follow very many people. And for me, like, my rule is like, unless I'm going to see them like once a year at least, like the actual human being, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. there's not really a reason for me to follow them unless, like, when I look at their work, it's just pure inspiration. There's like zero jealousy, zero comparison, zero like me getting self conscious. Like, that's kind of my rule. And making sure that, like, it's things that actually light me up rather than like people that are just creating work that's like in or on trend or whatever. And I feel like that is nice for me because then I feel like it's easier for me to stay true to like my style and not be like influenced by other people. Um, and also like not like kind of revert into like the comparison game. Um, cause I fall into that so easily. Cause I, yeah, I don't know. I think everyone kind of does, Everyone does, yeah, yeah. Me- it's,
0: it's so easy to fall into on social media. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I feel like I'm just really careful about like, not like following a ton of accounts and like what the accounts that I do follow, like it has to be like an actual friend that I like see often <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or it has I to be that. like someone's work where like when I see them post it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, hell yeah. I'm so stoked that they created that. That's like so happy for them. I love that. Like, I just want like to always have that energy towards social media. So like, honestly, it's not like draining or anything to me. It used to be. Um, but now I just get on, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And I like catch up on like everything that's been posted in like two minutes. <laughs> Cause I don't really follow anyone. So that's kind of a nice thing.
0: I think that's such a good rule. I'm like, literally in my head, I'm like, it's time to clean out my followers. Oh my gosh. Cause yeah, no, I think that's such a great way to make social media more of a positive experience is if you make sure that like literally the only media showing up on it is like good energetic things. I love that. Yeah,
1: for sure. And like, yeah, I like I I do it like every couple months. Like I'll go through like who I follow, and if I don't immediately recognize the name of the account, I just unfollow it. Like I don't like check it to see who it actually is. I just unfollow it because I'm like it obviously doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, but- that's true. That's a good little rule. Oh my gosh, I've never even like thought about that. <laughs> how many people are sitting in my following list that literally I have no idea who they are. Yikes. Okay. Well, that's on today's to-do list. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's fun to, to clean Try
0: it out. It out. Um, okay. So you're, you said like what, five or six years full-time?
1: Yeah. Uh, six.
0: Six. Okay. So you're six years full-time now. Oh my gosh. Six. That's so nuts. Um, that like feels like so long. Oh my gosh. Um, so you're <laughs> six years deep now and being full-time. Do you feel like, I feel like we like are we incorporate ourselves so much into our business, but do you feel like six years of your business has taught you like something big about yourself? Like, has your business changed the way that you look at yourself? Or do you feel like it's kind of like opened your eyes to something about yourself? Like, I don't know how to phrase that in a more like, eloquent yeah, way, but
1: I feel like it's like, I mean, we've kind of touched on this, but I feel like it's really shown me like the way that I can, like, uplift people, like, the way that I can make them feel comfortable, and, like, I mean, it's taught me a ton of, like, social skills, especially, like, being that young and, like, kind of just being thrown into, like, these situate like these very intimate situations with strangers over and over and over and like getting to know people and stuff. Like, I think it's really, yeah, just taught me about like who I am and like what I value and everything like that, because you get to meet so many cool people, like know their story, like really be let in, in like a totally different way. Um, So like definitely that. And also just like, aside from that, like that, I just have like really strong work ethic and like whatever I like want to like be successful in, like I can kind of take like the things that I've learned from photography and from like my education business and apply it to like anything else in my life. Um, and just know that like, as long as like, I can like be in tune with myself and listen to myself, like that drive will naturally be there. And so I think it's just like helped me to like trust myself more, I guess
0: oh that's so beautiful I'm like I love that cute. <laughs> but yeah I'm like that's so cute I love it <laughs> um I like love asking people that question because I think it's such a like beautiful thing to look back on your business and be like whoa this has like totally changed the way I even like
1: yeah. just think
0: about myself I think that's so cool to like build something that will do that for you yeah that's awesome. Okay. So what's next? Like what's up next for you? Like what's the next plan? What's the next thing? I know it's 2020. So everyone's plans are a little, <laughs> a yeah. little weird, but um, <laughs> is there anything like fun that you have upcoming that you're just like super excited about any like big changes or big plans for your business or for you?
1: I think, like, I don't know, something that I love about, like, my businesses now is, like, in, like, the summer and the fall, like, I'm shooting a ton, and I love that. Like, I, like, really put my focus there, and then, like, as soon as I feel like I'm starting to get burnt out, it's, like, winter time, Mm -hmm. and, like, throughout winter and spring is when I do, like, a ton of, like, my education work, like, making products and, like, getting involved with my community and stuff. And so it's kind of nice. Cause I feel like I always have like this balance of like two, like very different businesses, but they like intertwine with one another, like really well. And so i just love like, cause I'm like, it's the beginning of winter right now. And I've got so many plans for like products I'm going to push out and things like that over, um, winter and spring. And then I know that like, you know, as soon as like March or whatever rolls around, I'm going to be like, man, I'm so excited to like get back out and like shoot and like go on little like road trips and things like that and meet my couples and all that stuff. So I think it's more just like I'm just excited to like have this break from like shooting and editing all summer and fall Mm -hmm. and like just kind of go inwards and like reconnect with like the community and stuff. And I just, yeah, I get a lot of joy out of that. So yeah, just kind of like cruising.
0: I love that. I think that's, that's like one of my favorite things about the industry is kind of like the flow of like shooting and then downtime and shooting and downtime. It's Mm -hmm. so nice that it's not like a nonstop 24 seven all year long kind of routine of like shooting all the time or educating all the time. For sure. I love that. Okay. So to wrap up our, my favorite question I ask people literally ever, what is the best advice you've ever been given? It can literally be anything that comes to mind. It doesn't have to be related to anything we talked about, but it can just like whatever comes to mind, best advice you've ever been given.
1: Oh, um, I know. <laughs> it's like such a big question. So much. I present. know. <laughs> I feel like for me, like something that's been very present, like throughout my years, is yeah, just learning how to like run a business and stuff. Is to like define your own success, like how I was saying. Like I, you know, at the beginning was like really pushing and like quote unquote hustling. I hate that word, but I know hustling it's and like getting my business to this place where like it was like the ep- the epitome. I don't know if that's the correct word, but like it was oh, like, epitome. yeah, like the, like industry's idea of success. Like I got my business there and then, yeah, I was just miserable and I wasn't happy. Like I was traveling more days of the year than I was home. I like never saw my friends, missed out on so many family things. Like was not really there for my dogs did not have any other hobbies like was working 70 hour work weeks and i was just like this this sucks like why is this like the idea of success in our industry this is so messed up and so for me it just came down to being like okay like what would like success look like to me like to like you know like the best version of myself like what would that person or that version of me be doing right now, if like she had everything together and being like, okay, wow, that looks very different than like what I've been pursuing. And then just kind of like figuring out how to like reroute my, like my work around that. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, like now, instead of taking like 70 jobs a year, I will take like five weddings or like five elopements a year. And then just like sprinkling portrait shoots throughout that, like little things like that. Or like I used to travel international all the time, go to all these like insane, beautiful places. But now I'm like, no, I just want to stay like within an hour of my house and like go to Idaho and Wyoming. (laughs)
0: Like That's like all I want to do.
1: I don't need to go to like Iceland and stuff all the time to like be fulfilled. I'm like very, very fulfilled doing things in like a way that I think like when I was a beginner, I was like, oh, I don't want to shoot stuff like that. But now I'm like, that's like my shit. So
0: yeah, (laughs) you're like, that's literally all I want.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like defining your own success and being like, what lights me up? Like, and if you chase that, like the drive and like getting to that goal is going to feel so much more natural and less forced.
0: I love that. So do you have like a one or two sentence, like definition of what success is for you now?
1: Oh, Mm. Other than being
0: close to your dogs.
1: Yeah, I mean, just, like, listening to myself and then, like, honoring whatever is going on in me and not, like, judging it and being, like, like, trusting myself, knowing that, like, I can take care of myself and I can, like, be successful, like, honoring whatever feelings or like changes that need to happen, like not being afraid of change. It's, I think humans just naturally are. And so, yeah, I think just like trusting that, like, I have like all the skills and everything that I need to be able to make whatever business or whatever lifestyle like happen for myself and be, yeah, just like carry that confidence into it. And I feel like it just makes things like so much less stressful and not sweating, like all the small things every now, like, I don't know. It's just like focusing on the bigger picture, I guess, and being okay with it, regardless of what that looks like to other people.
0: I love that. I feel like that's the best advice and like definition of success personally and in business. Ooh, I love that. I'm going to like, listen back to that, make sure that I start incorporating that. I love it. (laughs) Oh uh, well, India, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I feel like I have learned so much. I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this. Thank you for sharing like your endless knowledge and like little nuggets of wisdom today.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Just happy to be here.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm so glad you're on. So tell us where, I mean, I feel like everyone probably already follows you, but tell us where we can find you on the internet anyway, all the places. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah on Instagram, it's just my name, India Earl. And then, yeah, my website's India Earl and education, IndiaEarlEducation.com. Very easy. Very straightforward. Uh, amazing.
0: So. I love when I just love just solid name branding. It's the best. It's the <laughs> easiest, best thing. Yeah, keep I'm obsessed simple. with it. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and thank you guys for being here and we will see you next time. Awesome, thank you.